Hi, I'm Michael Healy. This is Just One More, and this is just one more, one more. Um, we didn't have space in our props episode for all of the great prop stories that we got. And so here's a little bonus track featuring Pat Bradley. I'm Pat Bradley. Uh, I recently, uh, just, just as the pandemic was about to start, retired from uh, almost 20 years at the Ontario Arts Council as the theater officer. Before uh -huh. that, I ran PACT for a decade and did other, I ran a writer's association for a while. I worked at the province. I worked at what is now the city of Toronto and yeah, but I'm originally from Montreal. Oh, cabaret. Um, and in the opening scene, uh, which we worked on uh, frequently, which you may recall has lots of singing and dancing and swishing around the stage. And as I say, it was this tiny little stage. Yes. Um, one of the, one of the uh, actors, I think who played a Kit Kat girl, did a kind of slinky dance with a snake. And we had this long fake rubbery snake and she danced quite, you know, quite effectively. Uh -huh. But either her or the director thought it wasn't really quite enough and did a little bit of research. And we ended up borrowing a six foot boa constructor named Mr. Smith um, <laughs> from a friend of a friend. Somebody said, oh, I know somebody who, I, I know somebody who has a barn. I know somebody who has a snake. <laughs> so this guy very generously lent us his six foot long boa constrictor. And, uh, you know, boa constrictors are funny. They, they're pretty quiet um, unless they've just eaten uh, or unless they're looking to eat. Once they've eaten, they kind right. of fall asleep again. So this boa constrictor kind of laid nicely on her shoulders while she did the dance. And, and that was fine, but she wanted to get to know the boa constrictor better. So she took it home with her in its crate and it had some kind of terrarium something. Oh my and God. In a desire to get to know him better, um, the show had opened by now and everything was going fine, but uh, there's two other things I have to tell you about the props. I was the props person, by the way. Um, I see. The, um, she opened the cage and left the room and when she came back, Mr. Smith was gone. Fucking hell. So uh, much <laughs> consternation ensued. Um, people got uh, concerned. I mean, for the show itself, we brought back the rubber snake and the rubber snake. Right. But, you know, there was a lot of concern. And the other thing was, I seem to recall the figure of $500 of what the snake was worth. If he never came back. Um, somebody was going to have to pay the guy $500. So whoever the producers were, I'm sure were deeply concerned about that. Sure. Um, and the <laughs> owner, the owner wasn't super concerned. He said, you know, they fall asleep and then they wake up when they're hungry. He's probably somewhere in behind a wall where there's a radiator. So it's nice and warm and he will come out when he's good and hungry. And I think your children are too big that he would actually try to constrict them. So I don't think you should worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Closing night happened. We did the strike. We went away and lived our lives. And uh, every once in a while, I would mention to somebody in NDG, which is where I lived and where the woman with the missing snake lived, um, that there was this snake on the loose in NDG and they'd get very <laughs> concerned. And about six weeks later, the phone rang one day and they said, Mr. Smith came back. So he just appeared in her house back at his crate ready to eat 
ready to have a little something. Ready to have a little something. And the, yeah, the kids indeed were too big. So oh, the owner came God. and got Mr. Smith and I guess fed him a mouse or a, something like that. So Jesus Christ. His theatrical career was short, but glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you kept the uh, prop, uh, the backup, the uh, understudy snake. Exactly. Imagine My if they God. just released him and yeah. So um, I, needless to say, Michael, I never did props again. That was my big. Oh my God. And uh, yeah. This is all completely, sounds completely misguided to me. The, uh, like in terms of the priorities, the directorial priorities, we must have real animals. Yes. I, I would, I did a show in Earl Bales Park once that was set in a circus. Um, and the, uh, I was the ringmaster and the, the, the director's big idea was that I was going to have a live like weasel or, you know, mink or something. And I would take my top hat off and the, the mink would be sitting on top of my own head. Oh, my God. Like just and smiling at the audience. So they brought the freaking thing in one day and the, the handler said, well, it's not it's we could try it, but I don't think it's going to like being under that hat. So I'm like an idiot. I'm standing there. They put this thing on my head. We put the hat the, and of course it just digs its claws into my head. Of course it did. So the solution to this, from the director's point of view, was not to cut the whole idea, the whole obviously stupid idea, but instead to um, have a pair. Next time I came in, there was this. There was a new pair of uh, like tuxedo pants for me, uh, and one of them had a large reinforced right front pocket yeah, and the nice. idea was would be that the weasel would go in the pocket near my genitals and i yes. would at a certain moment pull it out yes uh and uh and uh, that's when i finally stood my ground and said i'm not putting this thing in my pants <laughs> and he was like he was so disappointed 